The scripture for today is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. A windstorm arose on the sea, so great that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a dead calm. They were amazed, saying, What sort of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Technology, man. There we go. One of the first adventures uh, Alyssa and I ever went on together was there was a trip planned to Lake Gunnersville uh, with some of her high school friends. One of my high school friends uh, was also there. And so we were all going to hang out because Alyssa was doing a triathlon that weekend. So that's kind of why we settled on Gunnersville for this adventure for us to kind of start meeting each other's friends and whatnot. And we got, it was Saturday after the triathlon was done. We were going to go get on the boat, go into the lake, you know, do some different water sports. And as soon as we got the boat in the water, off of the trailer, and then all of us, you know, were able to climb into the boat, the rain, man, the rain just started. And so as we were looking at the skies, we thought, okay, it's not going to rain that long. Well, we ate those words because it just kept raining. We had towels over us. We uh, eventually parked under a bridge because uh, even though it wasn't a super heavy rain, when your boat is going uh, in, you know, forward and the rain is coming at you, it does kind of hurt a little bit, um, just kind of like little uh, pegs of hail or whatever, even though it was just water. Um, and it just <laughs> was not a fun moment. Uh, and so we sat there. Eventually, things worked out, and the storm, you know, finally passed on, and we were able to enjoy a very overcast day on the lake. But in hearing our scripture today, I think about that storm and being on that boat and feeling the rain come down, uh, feeling how uncomfortable that is, feeling the waves from the wind and just how it rocks you constantly and remembering how I got off of the boat uh, later that day and for the next couple hours, I just kind of went like this in my head even though I was on solid ground. So it, it makes sense why the disciples are a little worried in this moment. And, and I think about not only those storms, but the storms that we encounter in our lives. You know, when we think uh, of a storm, a lot of times we do, we do think of a, a, a storm that is related to weather, right? Like a hurricane, tornadoes, rainstorms, hailstorms. But what are some other storms that we have? What are some other storms that we have in our lives where we just, we think to ourselves, oh my goodness, how am I going to get out of this? What is going to happen? So, going back to the disciples, 
going back to our scripture reading today, we, we see where they have gotten onto a boat, right? And they are uh, in a lake, and all of a sudden, the storm is it's coming, right? A, a big storm with, I'm sure, rain and thunder and wind. It's, it's fairly certain that they are probably on the Sea of Galilee in this moment because a lot of uh, Jesus' ministry happened around the Sea of Galilee. So when it's talking about a lake, um, that is probably the lake that it's going to be in. And so I can imagine the disciples being on that boat. And, and the Sea of Galilee, it is a big lake that is fairly round or oval shape. And so depending on where you are in the Sea of Galilee, it's a long way to swim to shore. So theoretically, we're going to say that they were right in the middle of this lake, which I think then is going to enhance kind of, you know, their fear or their worriedness because with a storm coming and with the boat and the rain and the weather, not knowing what's going to happen, if something were to happen to the vessel in which they were riding on in this moment, I don't know, like if I had been in their shoes, I don't know that I'd be able to swim to safety. So it makes sense why they were fearful. It makes sense why they were like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? And I also am not really that surprised at their next action, right? So these disciples have been uh, following Jesus. They have been going through and uh, seeing the, the ministry that Jesus was doing in the world. And if you know Jesus is on that boat with you, the Son of God, why would you not go wake him up? Right? I mean, he's obviously got way more power and control over things than we do. They've experienced some of his miracles up to this point. So I absolutely would have gone and woken Jesus up as well. He's right there. I don't even have to like go and yell for him. I can walk right to Jesus and say, hey, um, can you help us out? What are we going to do? And Jesus then comes, right? He comes and he stops the weather. The wind stops, the rain, the storm. And the disciples were amazed because in this moment, they were able to see yet again the almighty power of Jesus. They were again able to continue to learn a little bit more about how important Jesus is to the world and how Jesus has come into the world to do different things that only Jesus and God can do. Now, if we're in a storm, right, we don't necessarily have Jesus who is, you know, under the deck or, you know, sleeping somewhere in the vicinity like he was for the disciples right here, where the disciples were able to go wake him up. But in our storms, because Jesus is not there, how many of us would be willing to uh, admit or, or how many of us are able to say that we go to Jesus at, during every storm in our lives? 
So I am more than happy, well, let me rephrase that. Maybe happy is not um, the right word. Willing, willing, I'm willing to admit that I don't always go to Jesus, to God, when storms arise in my life. You know, we go through storms of grief. We go through storms of despair. Uh, we go through storms uh, sometimes with our health where we're trying to find answers and healing. We go through so many different storms throughout our life. And in some of those moments, we're great at going and, and praying to God and praying to Jesus you know, for comfort, for answers, for hope. But other moments... We think we can do it on our own. We think that, you know, we are able to sift through whatever the feelings are that are going through our minds, whether they be of despair, disappointment, uh, of grief, uncertainty, whatever it may be. We think that, you know, oh, I I can get through this. I am very guilty of that at, at times. I'm guilty of that uh, because in my mind, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But really, it is. It's a big deal because even if it's just a small little storm that comes into my life, whatever the situation may be, that storm can grow and grow, and then I can spiral, 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 and I get in an awful place. And it's all because I thought, I could take care of it myself. And I was wrong. See, that's the beauty, is that no matter the storm that we're going through, no matter um, what it is that is happening in our life, we have an opportunity to go to God and pray. And not only just pray for the answers that we're searching for, right? Um, because sometimes uh, when, we, when we pray and we are asking and hoping for certain answers, uh, the answers that God gives us are not at all what we thought they were going to be, right? But we're able to go and to pray for comfort, for peace, for calmness. We're able to go to God in those moments and ask, Lord, Be with me. Help me see that I am not alone. Because the beauty of our lives and our relationship with God is that we are not alone. That yes, Jesus may not be asleep right next to us on the boat during one of these crazy storms in our life, but Jesus and God are with us. They are with us in every moment. So when I was in college, I think, yeah, it would have been when I was in college. I was at Alabama. It was, uh, I'd already graduated because I graduated in the, um, the, the winter, uh, a semester early. And so I knew I was going to seminary and was, uh, you know, Still in Tuscaloosa, I was working at a church and trying to sift through the whole uh, application process uh, for graduate school. 
And I remember I applied to my first school, um, not necessarily the one I wanted to go to uh, the most, but the one whose deadline was first on the list. And, uh, you know, I patiently waited. I got all of, you know, my transcripts, my recommendation letters, all the different things that were needed at the time. And I got a reply from the school. And that reply was... Dear Mr. Turner, we're sorry to inform you that you will not be able to, I don't know, however nicely they say, you, you didn't get in. And I know why I didn't get in. It was my grades. I, I'm not the, uh, the best when it comes to grades um, because of effort. So kids, work hard in school. Um, but in that moment, right, this is the only school that I had finished the application, the only school that I had applied to just because of deadlines, and getting that rejection letter, um, it, it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll, you know whatever. Um, but just me in that moment dealing with the rejection of, you know, not being able to go to that particular school, I was like, oh, it'll be okay, I'll get through this, you know, it'll be fine. But then feelings of disappointment, feelings of um, worry, worriedness, I guess, that I would disappoint people, right? Because I had openly talked at that point that I was going to uh, go and attend seminary and work towards uh, ordination, and so that feeling of, of worriedness, because I didn't want to disappoint anyone, I uh, didn't want to disappoint my parents, didn't want to disappoint uh, the church I was working at. There are some sitting in this room that I didn't want to disappoint. And it, it just, it weighed on me. And it really put me in a, a bad uh, state of mind. It put me in a, a bad attitude. I remember people wondering what is wrong with you because traditionally I'm a pretty positive person high you know very you know high energy uh playful and I was not any of those I was like do not talk to me I, I we're no we're done and that and that was not just like a day it probably went on a month so there was something really wrong inside of me but I wonder I wonder if in that situation, in, in the times where I was feeling this rejection, this, this disappointment, what would it have been like if I had gone to God in prayer and said, God, give me peace, give me guidance? I would have asked for answers too, like, hey, you know, go ahead and tell me whether or not I need to apply to these other schools. How would that have changed those, those days, the, that month that I had spiraled into just an awful mood, a person nobody wanted to be around? What would it have been like if I had prayed? Prayed to the God who was right there in the midst of the storm the God that was right there walking alongside of me. 
what opportunities did I miss? What lessons did I miss? What lessons did I learn through the storm? When I finally came to that realization that I can't do this alone. And let me tell you, I finished my uh, next application, which happened to be Emory, uh, and I got accepted. And they called me before the letter. It was really confusing, but it was early in the morning because, you know, they're on the awful Eastern time. Um, And for a college student, you know, I just didn't want to get up. But I answered it, and I hung up, and I called my dad, and I said, Dad, I think I just got into Emory. We really weren't sure until the letter came, and we were kind of surprised because, again, we knew that my grades were not great. Um, But that did happen. God did continue to be right there and to guide me. And so, looking back, like I said, what would it have been like if instead of spiraling in that month, I just kept working and working and, and asking for God's guidance and God's peace? Who knows? I wouldn't have been such an awful person to be around in that month, I can tell you that. Because God gives peace and comfort. God gives hope. And God walks alongside of us no matter the storm we are going through. And so, as we hear those disciples going and waking up God in the midst of this this storm, this weather storm that they are going through, we are reminded that we have an opportunity too to go to God, to go to Christ in the midst of the storms that we experience. Because that is what God wants. God wants for us to lean on him. To search and and to be in relationship with him. The ultimate comforter. The one who continues to give peace and hope. And the one who continues to love us more than we will ever be able to comprehend. And so in those moments where we are dealing with whatever storm may come into our life, because they are going to come, it's inevitable that we will all go through some type of storm in our life. Let us not try to be ones who go through that storm alone, but let us go and be the people that wake Jesus up from his sleep just as the disciples did on that boat, and ask for God, ask for Christ to continue to guide us, to give us peace and comfort, and to reassure us that we are not alone. Because that's one of the the beautiful parts and marks uh, of being Methodists. In the madness, we go to God in prayer. We know that God is there to listen and to be there no matter what storm or what madness in our lives has come. God is there. Let us pray.
Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are there with us. And Lord, we just ask that in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the madness of our lives, that we continue to go to you, that we continue to be in a prayerful relationship with you rather than trying to get through the madness and the storms on our own. Continue to guide us, continue to give us peace and comfort, and continue to use us so that others know that no matter the storm in their life, that they too are not alone. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.